The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Yes, Regina Doherty, the Fine Gael Senator, is with me, as is Mick Barry, the Socialist TD for Cork North Central, to debate the building industry, whether it should be nationalised. Ellen Butler, our reporter, has been asking people that very question. No, because the private sector does a lot cheaper than the government. There's too much red tape in the government. They should pay for it and get it done, but it should be done through the private. Yeah, I think so. I think it might be quicker. Yes, I think at local authority level, by all means, they should have been doing it for years. That's where the system is falling down at the moment. Local authority housing is just not being provided. So I'm not sure is that nationalised or not. But I don't think the actual industry should be nationalised. I don't think the government has the funding to do it, but they need to help out more, definitely, yeah. I think they need to take over more units, bring back and it's derelict, and at least try and make it easier for younger people to buy a house. Uh, I think so, because we are living in a, a, a very bad condition about accommodation, so maybe the government could be could do something because I, I see building uh, offices, but not houses. God, no, because it'll, it depends on who's in government. Some of them would do it very well and some of them would make a complete hash of it. Those are the views of just some people speaking to our reporter, uh, Ellen Butler, as I said. So Regina Doherty and Mick Barry are with me. Um, Mick, are you in favour of either nationalising the construction industry as it currently exists or having some form of national construction industry, state construction industry? I'm in favour of uh, both. And the reason I'm in favour of this is that the for-profit model of housing, uh, to say that it has failed in this country would be an understatement. I think it's failed uh, disastrously. Uh, Let's look at the balance sheet. uh, What's it delivered? Um, We have house prices now uh, compared to wages. The ratio is greater than any time since 2009. Um, To rent a house for a year in Cork, 20 grand now, 25 grand in uh, Dublin. Uh, We have well over a quarter of a million people, um, many of them young, who are part of the hidden homeless uh, in this country. And now we have emigration, youth emigration starting up again. It's being driven uh, by the housing uh, uh, crisis. So it's clear that the market solutions that the government and that Fine Gael have relied on for 10 years now, you know, vulture funds, toleration of land speculation, letting the rents rip, uh, the privatisation of social housing uh, uh, provision and so on, at a time when you're building uh, a few hundred social houses a year and zero, zero affordable houses, uh, this has failed. Um, a generation of young people have been betrayed and Fine Gael's fingerprints are all over that betrayal and we need an alternative. And it's the alternative, sorry, I just want to understand. So when you say you're in favour of nationalising the construction industry as it currently exists. So, so the the big property developers would be taken over, bought out by the state, all the way down to what? Like the local builder, the lad who's just this kind of one house on the go at a time, he becomes a, a state employee, is that it? No. Uh, the the small and the, the medium-sized builders, uh, I wouldn't be in favour of nationalisation. Let just them there. tip away. But it's, it's the big companies, okay. the big construction companies that dominate the uh, construction industry in this state I would say also the big land banks that the speculators are sitting on because they know they can get a better price next year or the year after that. And I'd also be in favour of doing CPO, compulsory purchase order, 
on a large number of vacant houses, we have 50,000 houses that have been vacant for six years and more. Now, you have to look at that on a case-by-case, case, okay. but uh, a big number of them as well. All right. Regina... So no, I'm kind of cringing here, um, listening to Mick, but then I'm not really surprised given his, um, his socialist tendencies. Um, the, the world of, you know, buying and selling, creating and selling has to have a profit in it because otherwise there's no incentive for people. And so like, I'd make a su- suggestion that we can have some people who are allowed to make a profit, but the rest of the people have to be provided for by the state. Um, the utopia is, and that's not to say that we're very, very far off it, right? Because we do have a lot of problems and Mick has alluded to them. Um, and they're not being resolved as fast as obviously somebody or anybody would like. But the utopia would be for the state to actually be building social and affordable houses that we currently are, not only through the Land Development Agency, but the housing approved bodies uh, and some of the local authorities, but to allow the big business developers that Mick has suggested should be shut down and nationalised to continue doing what they do, because without them, we wouldn't have a fraction of the houses that we actually have being built. There's some close to 30,000 houses that were built in, in 2022 and the 40,000 houses that we will need in the future. Without those people, we'd have zero. Cairn Holmes and Glenvey yeah. and all of these so companies, these we people, need, the, first we need of all, the houses they provide. Well, we do because they're the only ones that are providing them the, the absence you know, of land being made available or builders, private builders being available to the authorities, the housing authorities. And the Land Development Agency, which to be fair has been established since 1918, legislation in 1919, isn't moving as fast as any of us would like it to be. So if Mick is suggesting that we nationalise all of that tomorrow and put it in the hands of the state. Well, I have to be honest with you, I'd be very fearful. This is not something that you'd be proud of, but I'd be very fearful that the whole bloody thing had come to a standstill. People need when they create something and sell it to make a profit because that is their incentive. And whether it's Brennan's Bread, you know, or Cairn Homes, it doesn't make any difference. There has to be a profit. Not too much of a profit. And the market obviously does need to be regulated. But there do need to be financial incentives for people in business. That's a simple fact. Mick, how would the uh, housing output in this country be approved were the state to take over Glenvey properties in the morning? Well, let's let's look at Glenvey, but let's look uh, more broadly as well. So uh, if you were to take uh, the big construction companies... Mm. Uh, out of private hands and put them into uh, public ownership and control. Uh, if you were to take the big land banks, which the likes of Glenvey and Cairns, by the way, are sitting on and drip feeding to the market for profit at the moment into public ownership, and you were to CPO the houses, the vacant properties that I was talking about there, what you would need to do then is you would need to marry that with the finance. The state has a $5 billion surplus uh, at the moment, right? and draw up a plan and say, okay, how many social houses do we need? How many affordable houses do we need? I was just reading, we were just talking about uh, Rory Hearn's new book, Gaffs. Mm. As good read, I've only just started on it. Uh, he says that for the next 10 years, you need 40,000 social and affordable uh, houses uh, per annum. You would also cut the, cut the price of housing. The Society of uh, Chartered Surveyors have done surveys on this. Um, when you look at the price of a house, how much is that profit for the developer? You would eliminate that. Uh, how much is that is profit for the banks? If you had a nationalised banking system or if you kept it in public ownership, you, you could eliminate or greatly reduce that. How much of that is taxes that go to the state? Could you waive that on the grounds of a housing emergency? Uh, and then how much of that is um, uh, the price of land? Well, if you nationalise the land and use the land that the state has there at the moment, uh, you wouldn't have a price there. I think all the indications are that you'd be able to cut the price of a house from the market value by approximately 50% on what it is. And that can be done on the basis of organising a housing for, for society's needs 
rather than for a, 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 a for-profit basis. Regina, 50% price cut. Sounds good. Well, it's not sustainable because it's not true. So, like, the reason that there's a problem with the prices of houses at the moment is because in the last 18 months, particularly the last 10 months, um, the cost of materials has gone through the roof. We have a shortage of talented, you know, skills in that sector. It's kind of like a perfect storm. Not very much different than the perfect storm that we had in 2009 when the economy crashed, when we had a, a vast surplus of empty, somewhat half-built houses around the country. Um, Mick, in his sweep statements there has just literally destroyed any enterprise and entrepreneurship in that sector completely because without it what we would be reverting back is to the state uh, building and I have personal obviously knowledge of this um, towns like Ballymun which we didn't get right. We had a housing crisis back in the end of the 60s, early 70s and what we built was thousands of flats in a community that was um, under-resourced, probably had higher uh, deprivation than other industries. Like it was a perfect storm of creating a society that was going to have major ills and it did have major ills and we saw obviously the results of that a number of years ago having to tear them all down. But the problems there weren't because the state built it. It's because of what the state built. Well, it's it's not just because. First of all, we took... Or what they didn't build. We took a tremendous amount of people who had um, lower, major, lo- majorly lower incomes, put them all into one little area with no amenities. The only thing we had in Ballymun at the time was a swimming pool. Um, it took us about two years to get a supermarket and a pool. Like, so there was no planning there. And if we're talking about going back to the state, taking you know thousands of people of uh, a certain social class and putting them all together, all you're going to do is to recreate uh, ills and difficulties that we've had in, in the years before. And the last thing I'll say is, is that the vacant properties that Mick is talking about, I think we need to be honest about them. The vast majority of them have people in nursing homes. And I don't know if Mick has ever had anybody in a nursing home. We've had a few in our family. Um, my aunt went in and the house was left vacant because the family couldn't ever imagine, you know, giving the house, renting the house, selling the house, you know, whilst their mum was still alive. Um, it, it's just it's not they're, they're difficult situations and they're not the norm now we could potentially incentivise them you know maybe through not impacting the fair deal scheme and stuff mm. but I think it's more emotional than financial in a lot of those cases with regard to those vacancies I, I, I think there's a vacant. lot I think there's a lot of people in nursing homes I don't think there's any figures that indicate the vast majority of vacant houses are people in uh, nursing homes but just on w- what the state has built okay so without giving an exhaustive uh, list well let's have a look at this in the 1930s in Dublin Cabra and Crumlin Right. In the 1940s in Dublin, Ballyfermot. In Cork, Ballyfehan, really successful uh, 19, in late 1940s. Grana Braher, really successful, 1950s. Mm. Um, in fact, between the beginning of the 30s and the end of the 60s, more than half of all the housing in the state was built by the state. So if that could be done back in the day yeah. when the state was semi-bankrupt, what's the story today when Ireland is a relatively wealthy European uh, country? If I could make a brief point on the thing about an incentive, right? You see, the thing is, the, the, the construction industry are not investing. The number of apartment starts were down 29% in quarter three last year. The number of housing starts were down 23%. They're sitting on planning permissions for 70,000 apartments. Leo Varadkar's solution is another market solution. All right? On top mm. of all the other failed ones we've had over the last 10 years, give them more money by giving them money, our money, up front, or by giving them tax breaks, etc. What they might say is that that they're buying steel and timber and other commodities in the international market and they are victims of inflation and that it's no longer viable to build a lot of those apartments. They also will say, this idea that we're sitting on land banks, we would build on them tomorrow if we could, but the builders don't exist. So where is Mick in this kind of state-led utopia going to magic up 10,000 plumbers? Sure, yeah. So I'd give two 
replies to what the construction industry uh, would say there. First of all, I would say there's a strike going on here. You think of a strike of you know, trade unionists marching up and down on a picket line with placards. What we have here is a strike of capital. Business refusing to invest and saying to the government, we want you to give us more tax breaks before we will invest. Holding a gun to the head in reality at a time when we've got more than 11,000 people in emergency uh, accommodation. It's it's cold-blooded. It's, it's scandalous in my opinion. But the other thing is, if you say, okay, there isn't enough of a profit in it and there's more money to be made by investing elsewhere... Well, surely that's an argument for saying, well, okay. the for-profit model doesn't work and we need to organise housing on the basis of society's needs. First word given to make final words, Regina. Well, so the final word I'm going to say to make is that I'm quite sure you've, you've cited Ballyfarm and Cherry Orchard there um, as being a success story. The people who are living there some 40, 50, 60 years later are still telling us, you know, that they have a lack of amenities, that the communities wasn't as it was supposed to be. So the state hasn't always got it right. And the examples that you cited, I think, would probably be more in my corner than they would be in your corner. Uh, we need to support the building industry because at a time when we need houses, not just for you know this generation, but for next year, the year after the year after the year, we need a, a sustainable business model that will allow them to be able to buy land, build houses, deal with inflation, but for people to be able to have an affordable house at the end of it. And if the state needs to intervene to be able to have our citizens to be able to afford those houses, well, then I'd be all for that anyway. Regina Doherty, Finnegate Senator, Mick Barry, Socialist TD for Cork North Central. Thank you both very much uh, for joining me. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.